everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is August 16th, 2021. Uh, just a reminder, Dave, a week from tonight, I don't know if I've told anybody, so I'll tell you now, no Monday night show next week. Okay, you're calling your shot? Well, yeah, we'll have to do it Tuesday and probably Wednesday because I'm taking my kids to Monday Night Raw. Is that next week already? Yeah. Jesus. So fun. On a school night? It is a school night. And here's the good thing, too. I let their coach know, email. Well, because to me, like my sons are excited to go. Yeah. And I don't want them to feel like they got to be in complete shutdown mode, right? Where you can't tell your buddies about it. And so I uh, I emailed their coach. I go, look, I bought them in May. They had just had great report cards. And honestly, it's a huge whiff by me because I wasn't thinking. Why, are they missing football practice? They're, they're going to miss, yeah, one practice on Monday. So how does that work? What's the penalty? Coach was great. They you, um, they don't have to sit out a quarter or anything? No, no, no. They have, um, they, they do like a half a practice on Monday. And then they do team circles where guys get together in groups of 10. It actually starts next week. It's yeah. a really cool thing. Um, and just talk about everything other than football. One of the uh, really, really great things they do with that program. And I'm a big advocate of it. And so I was bummed. But I just said, hey, uh, just giving you the heads up. I bought these back in May if I hadn't spent the money I had. And he just wrote back. He goes, hey, man, you're great. They're covered. Thanks for supporting wow. the program. So. Dave, it's just, I can't say it enough. The coaches over there are so good. And they played a scrimmage Friday against Eastlake. Yeah. And it was really funny because, uh, you know, we've been trash talking Eastlake High School, the whole thing. And then you get out there on Friday and you realize, well, all the dudes from Eastlake are like 14 too. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I can't, I can't be trash talking these guys. So I, I just, I hate... The amateur Newt Rockneys. I just, I can't stand them. And they're always in the stands. The guys, I'm sure, Dave, you get it better than anybody. I'm sure you've oh, got. Football parents are terrible. Yeah. You saw where I used to sit when I used to go to games to watch Josh. You sat yeah. with me. We sit well, as far away from the parents as we can. Well, and then you got these people that show up, including my friend, Amazon's own Dustin Nickerson. Goddamn guy shows up with uh, an umbrella at about, I don't know, nine feet in circumference. <laughs> What are you doing down there? Hey, can you see? Well, I could until you sat down. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. I guess I'll just hope there's a play in the southeast corner of the end zone, D. But who's, who's the old uh, who's Benson, the old owner of the Saints, used to walk around with this fucking umbrella? Dude, I wish it was the Tom Benson umbrella. <laughs> if you had this umbrella in the rain, it would protect a family of 17. So you tell him, Hey, penguin, how about moving that thing? God, no shit. So then you hear other parents are just, it's either Timex social club. Tell, how have you been? But fuck off. Shut up. God damn it. Oh, that's right. Boy, it's hot out here today. Oh my gosh. Can you see? Fuck. Fuck. So I just go over to the other side. I go over the to visitor the visitor side. Yeah. You sat with these like parents. Yeah. Go over there. <laughs> And, uh, but it was so goddamn funny, right? Because there's one. Wait, did the coach notice you were sitting with these like parents? I coach knows that I'm a huge supporter of his staff and all the kids on that team. And I don't want to listen to anybody 
cheap shot anybody that's part of that team he, so he knows he's heard this fucking show he knows you like the girls that look like lisa lisa from oh, culture god damn i do let me tell you <laughs> let me tell you the freshman moms for east lake high yay yay to you much better than i've seen or that i expected but uh so the game gets going and i'm over there and there's one kid from Eastlake, who's not dressed out, and he's running around and chirping. He's just squirrely, yeah. right? But he's like 14. But the, fun, the funniest thing I've seen, Dave, is he, Helix wins 21-7. Yeah. It's a scrimmage. You know, no, nobody could. It's fun. It's fun for both sides. But the Eastlake defense, they're down like you know 14 nothing, and they make a play, and this kid... Hey, what do you think there, 21? What do you think? Oh, and he's he, talking shit in street clothes. He's got his jersey, but he's not suited all the way out. And Dave, the one East Lake coach turns around and goes, shut up! <laughs> and the kid goes, okay. <laughs> I almost fell off the bench. And I think the coach saw me tired laughing because he turns, he starts, and that was like the only thing you heard from the bench. It was so funny. But then afterwards, um, I met, uh, I'm walking. I'm walking with Jack and Cade's mom. Yeah. And uh, I'm heading back, and a guy with a, with a young man that played for Eastlake said, hey, Jeff. And I go, yeah. And my ex is cracking up laughing. And he said, hey, my name's Renee. I'm friends with uh, Josh Palais. And he said, I used to work with him. And he said, this is my son, Diego. Oh. And Diego's like my son, Kate, one of the smaller guys on the team. And and it was so funny, Dave, because Diego's like, ah, you know, I'm not the biggest guy. And I got kind of pushed around. And I said, dude, let me tell you something. I was watching a group of kids, and I actually think they were Helix kids, even though they were on the Eastlake sideline. Yeah. And they're grab-assing, and it's like, you know how we all were in yeah. high school, right? F this and F that and everything else. And I, I said to, to Diego, I said, buddy, I'm so proud to have met you today because you weren't doing that up there embarrassing yourself. I said, you were down there, strapped up, getting after it with your buddies and your teammates and doing your best. And I just asked that. I said, hey, I hope you'll do me a favor and uh, and keep me on the loop on how the Eastlake team does. Because I said, no, nah, I got a buddy on the Eastlake freshman cool. football team. And just the nicest dude. And, and we chatted for five or ten minutes. And so uh, my son afterwards, hey, who's that? I go, hey, calm down. What, are you cheating on him? Yeah, calm down. I'm looking, she said, I'm looking to adopt. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> And, and, and he was great, but it, that was the fun thing. But the, the one thing that I realized is when I was chatting with Diego is I really hadn't thought about it two weeks ago. I'm like, oh, I've just got trash talk granite and, and uh, Grossmont and everything. And you see, you're like, dude, these are little dudes. I, gotta, I can't be doing that shit. So, uh, yeah, and, and congratulations to the Eastlake staff. They were so, you know, they were a little bit more vocal yeah. Probably than the Helix guys are. But you could tell they had their guys playing really hard and having fun and, and supporting each other. And and you saw at the end of the game, Dave, like I said, even though it was 21-7 Helix, Eastlake guys all, all patting themselves on the back and laughing, and, and the coaches were encouraging them. And it was really great. And I, I'm, 
it, it's my first yeah. time doing that, being around it, and I didn't really know what to expect going in, but for both of those sides, for, for what the Eastlake side did, and the Eastlake parents couldn't have been nicer to me. They were like, hey, do you have a kid at Eastlake? I said, no, my kid plays there. They're like, well, what are, you, what are you doing over here? I go, <laughs> I go, look at all the goddamn umbrellas over there. I go, Jesus Christ. They go, you guys are over here toughing it. They were laughing. So, yeah, I had a great time. They were very, very nice to me. So, yeah, we had a great afternoon. You know, here's the deal when it comes to to parenting. And I think a lot of parents forget this also at, at a lot of levels. But youth football is, it's different, man, especially yeah. even lower than, than high school. Uh, youth parents, especially the moms, get Ugh. a little insane. Look, yeah. these kids, and I, I make this point all the time, these kids aren't public figures. They're students that go to yeah. high school that are willing right. to try, maybe a lot of them, something new for the first time. Right. Until you get to college or the NFL where you're yeah. a public figure and you can bring it a little bit, you never say anything negative about a high school kid or lower, ever. Of course not. Nope. And it's it's really one of the things that drives me nuts. It's, it's the only time you ever see me really get upset on a field is if you talk to one of the players that I coach. Correct. Don't ever talk to one of the players I coach at any level. Yeah. It, it's, you're crossing the line. Yeah, and that was the one thing I was waiting for on the Helix side because admittedly, I don't know every kid on the team, but I know what number my kids are. And nobody, parents weren't, the Eastlake parents were so nice. It's good to hear. They were great. And and that's the thing. And Dave, I actually, I don't want to say got, un, got into it because that's a little dramatic, but I see my ex in like the third quarter because she was over there with the group of hens. <laughs> Go over there, I told her. Have fun. So she comes over and she's like, uh, and Kate hadn't been in the game a lot. And she goes, ah, you know, his body language. She's just, and I go, stop, stop. Yeah, it's day one. It's, I go, they're winning. The yes. team's winning. I said, you're of the right attitude. I said, when he came off the field, the first thing I saw was his coach with his arm around him and patting him on the head with a big smile and everything else. I go, don't, I don't want to hear that again. What he's getting out of this experience, whether he plays two plays or 50 plays, eclipses what I just watched in the bleachers with the F this, F that. And, and if he thinks that, you have to stop it immediately. You cannot let it, right? And so so I said, he's, Jack was under the weather. Oh, he didn't play? Was he didn't play, but oh, he, no. he's cool. Coaches Good. wanted him, Yeah. said, hey, if you're not feeling well, it's a crazy world, take it. Exactly. But they, they didn't even want him to come out to the game. I wouldn't either. Do you get a whole team sick? Right. And so he was, uh, he was bummed. Yeah, because he's like, I'm texting him scores the whole thing, and you know, you put your work in. But I went to dinner with Cade that night, and uh, it's funny, right? Because he's playing safety, and he had a situation. Receiver he lines up with the guy in the slot. The guy deeks left. Cade bites. Guy goes right. He's wide open by 20 yards. Quarterback doesn't see him, and so uh, I said to him, I go, Hey, how about that? And he's like, uh, I go, Dude, stop. Any guy who's ever played. That's happened to yes. him. No, nobody's judging you. Yeah. Be thankful the quarterback didn't see him. And just think about it next time, right? And then, uh, you know, he, he he's a smaller dude. He's 13. And so he ended up knocked out. Oh, you know, got knocked out. I go, so what? You're on the fucking field. Like, learn your core, get lower, and you'll be fine. Stop with this attitude of that the whole world's ending right now. And so... 
he was great. We went to Bullies. We went old school. Had a Bullies dinner, and we just talked and and let him go. But I just kept saying to him, Dave, I go, you gotta understand, man. Kids have been playing competitive football. You had never put a helmet on in your life until three weeks ago. And he's I, at a major school. Yeah, t- today, holy shit. I got to send him this picture. Today, Helix Football put out the team, their all-decade team of 2010, right? And it's a bunch of kids. I, I don't really know the names. You might have. because yeah, I would. Because you were um, paying attention to sports at that time. I clearly wasn't. But when you look... Now, what they write about this team from 2010, and I got to share this with you really quick. 2010 all-decade team, okay? And they put it, and then in the middle, they write the following. 106 wins, 23 losses, 82% win percentage, nine league titles, finished second in league once, four CIF titles, three-time CIF runner-up, one state champion, one state runner-up, and then two different times they went to state to play in the first round. Yeah. You go, Jesus, that's a little different than San Diego. Yeah. And I just said to him, I go, dude, you have to look at the big picture. And I said, the only thing I want to hear out of you is, I'm working to get better, but did you notice we won? Because I said, Helix won. Yes. That's it. The two things uh, I'll point out to you is 2011 when they won state, they won their state title. They lost one game that year. Yeah, because uh, they fucking came down here where no. East Lake had a no, higher No, it was at Helix. It was at Helix. Oh, well, I heard, uh, I heard they brought in a ringer. Kid looked, like, <laughs> kid looked like he was 34 playing quarterback. Uh, that was Josh. Mm. So it was the one time Big that... Big shock, I'll write it up. Oh, my... <laughs> Josh went 160. <laughs> I love that guy. I know, it was, I was at that game. It was, it, was, it was awesome. It was really cool. Um, yeah. That, that, that was, was 100%. That, that right. was cool. It was one of my favorite moments that they beat Helix at Helix, and Helix went undefeated the rest of the year in one state. They were insane that year. Um, it, so a couple things you said. You, number one, you're 100% right on staying positive. I know you've heard the interview when it probably ran the first time, but they replayed it last week on Stern. It was Tom Brady. Yes, and Tom Brady said Loved a couple it. things. I listened to it again last week, and he said something about his first year at Michigan. He goes, the guy that recruited him and the head coach were both fired after he uh, yep. committed to Michigan. Didn't play for shit, basically, his first year. Was ready to transfer out and says, I'm, I'm leaving. And the head coach says, you know, Tom, I'd like you to stay. He goes, I'm number seven on the depth chart. His Lloyd dad, Carr. Yeah, Lloyd Carr. And his dad hired a psychologist to work with Tom. And he goes, it changed his entire life. And he goes, basically, it took everything that was negative into a positive. Yeah. And he says, I'm only getting three reps every practice, Tom. He was telling Tom. And he goes, concentrate on those three. Yeah. Those, those three turned into six. Those six turned into 12. Those 12 turned into 30. And he goes, before you knew it, I was the guy getting 30. And the guy that was getting 30 is now getting three. Yeah. And he goes, that moment changed me for the fact when we were down 28 to three in the Super Bowl against the Falcons, yeah. most guys would say, fuck it. And that's exactly how Tom said it. He said, fuck it. Yep. And he goes, um, that's when I went to my teammates and said, we're about to be part of the best comeback in the history of the Super Bowl. And this game and this moment is going to define my life and the rest of your lives as well. Yeah. And it sure as fuck did. Yeah. And uh, he talked about everything is a positive attitude all the time. Like, I, I'll say to kids all the time in the, in the dugout, not saying you know, Super Bowls, but I'll say, hey, get your helmet on. You're going to run for Josh when he gets, to, when he gets a hit. I mean, uh, if he gets on base, I go, somebody else run. I go, this yes. guy doesn't think Josh is going to get a hit. Yeah, you asshole. Yeah, yeah. I only go with positive thinking all the time. When Got we him. win this game, and it's only, we only talk like it's going to happen. It's destined to happen. Yeah. 
And so uh, it, it's it's funny, man. But if, for kids, for you to to relay that to your son is is the best thing you could possibly do for him. Stay in the positive. It's a team game. Your team won against a good East Lake team. By the way, East right. Lake last year was undefeated with their new coaching staff. So that's a solid program too. And they're out to win, and I love this. Is the other thing I love, Dave? Is their first game is this Thursday. Uh, the varsity plays Mira Mesa Friday. We mentioned the fact Mira Mesa really bums me out as somebody who grew up here in San Diego. Mira Mesa doesn't have enough kids for a freshman team. That that worries me, right, as you look ahead, because could it have a trickle down eventually to, to their varsity? But the Helix coaching staff for the freshman team, knowing a lot of these kids, like my son, are 13, they booked a Christian JV team. Good. And I love that, man. Step up. Have some fun because you're playing a game. And and they believe in you and everybody else believes in you. And that's why, for me, like guys that are coming out to games, my friends are coming out, Paul Vaden's coming out, uh, Kyle Outlaw, my buddy who coached at, uh, at St. Augie and played at Tennessee. But uh, those guys especially, I know you'll be out. It's, it's Dave, what I'm doing is I'm finding people that I know – afterwards when we go and grab a pizza and have dinner yeah are gonna be the guys that i want delivering the message that i've said which is be proud of the fact that you're part of that team and that you're out making a contribution and you're learning from your coaches and you're making friendships and you're establishing memories that i believe are going to carry for a long time instead of sitting in the bleachers and f this and f that aren't i cool and no be part of it and if and Right along what you said, if you get three plays, make those three plays your best three plays of the year. More opportunities are going to come. The coaches like you. They're going to play, but guys are bigger, stronger. You're the youngest dude on the team. and uh, But have fun, man. Have fun. Realize how cool this experience is because we all know how quickly it goes. Oh, it does. It does go super fast. And I've said it, too, to my family, too. I'm like, listen, if you're – Hooping and hollering and, and cheering for everybody. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't want any chirping. And I'm not worried about it, but chirping at refs or coaches or, or opposing players because yeah. it just sends the wrong message, man. No, it does. And I believe that, Dave, that'll be my approach. And I've said it to the coaches. Freshman, JV, varsity. Uh, Friday night, we're going out to the varsity game. It's the 70th anniversary of Helix football. They're doing a bunch of things. and Cool. And that's why I said to the coach today, as I said, I think it's fun for them that the the field where they have been out running and doing suicides uh, to see the energy when the lights are turned on and the crowds there and the bands playing and everything's going on, soak it all in. Yeah. And, and but I know they're having fun. That's the one thing I ask them every day. They're working hard. They're having fun, and I, it's a huge tribute to to the coaches over there who I love. Those guys are great. All Raider fans too. Oh, the- <laughs> And David Jeff fans, apparently. I like, uh, I, I was thinking of the Vince Lombardi line where Vince Lombardi went to a guy and said, I need you to go in the game, play cornerback, and cover number 82. All right, coach, I'll do the best I can. Sit your ass down. Done. The guy out there has already been trying to do the best he can. I need someone who's going to fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, do the play. Do, do the play. Did you hear Sunday Night Baseball last night at all when Dave Roberts was on? who's being interviewed by uh, Matt Vescursion. Did they say something about a Helix? I got a message from no. Chris Cox that, that something that Vescursion mentioned he did something mention about Helix. Helix. He did mention Helix because Jake Reed was pitching. Jake oh, Reed's okay. on the Mets now. And he mentioned no. Helix and he mentioned Bill Walton and Reggie Bush and that. But he also mentioned a long story because A-Rod was in the booth 
about Darren Dryford, which is cool because our oh, wow. good friend Crystal Fernandez is married to Darren. Yeah. And A-Rod goes, I thought I was going to the Dodgers. I did a private workout. Tom Ellis ordered through me BP. I worked out with the Dodgers. I thought Dryford was going one to Seattle. He ended up going number two to the Dodgers. I went one to Seattle. But he was talking about how he thought he was going to be a Dodger. Then they did a whole thing, how great Darren was. Oh, that's awesome. That was pretty cool. I was going to text Crystal, but I don't want to bother. I knew she was watching. She's a huge Dodger fan. But I thought it was cool. They did a whole thing on her husband. Um, But they did a thing with Dave Roberts. And Dave goes, you know, you got a second. I got a story to tell you about Scherzer. And he goes, yeah. And he said, um, Scherzer's pitches comes out of the, he comes off the field in between innings and Roberts hits him in the ass. Like he does every player that does something. And he mumbles under his breath. Don't, don't fucking touch me. And then he looks at Bob Guerin, the bench coach and goes, what did he just say? He said, don't fucking touch him. <laughs> he, he said effing what he said yeah. on TV, but he says, he said, don't fucking touch him. And he goes to Scherzer. Do you just say, don't fucking touch me? He goes, yeah, don't fucking touch me. I don't like to be touched when I'm when I'm pitching. And don't tell me good job. It's what I get paid to do. <laughs> and then, then Scherzer gets a sack fly later in the game, and Billy McKinney, who he knocked in, went to pat him on the ass and then pulled both arms back, like out, like, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna touch him. But he said, Don't fucking touch me. When I play the game, don't I don't want anyone on the team to touch me. And don't ever tell me good job during a game. That's what I get paid a lot of money to fucking do. Dude, I like guys with intensity. Dude, I kind of huh? dug it. I <laughs> That his first game with the Dodgers, he tells the manager, don't fucking touch me. Uh, it just shows you. He wouldn't fucking say that to Tingler. But he'll say it to that fucking nitwit, uh, Dave Roberts. I do have to tell you one final thing, circling the Helix, and then we get on. The coaches are all Raider fans. Yeah. So Wednesday guys get their game jerseys, right? Yeah, it's awesome. So they, they put in for numbers. So I, in the course of the email today, saying, hey, unfortunately, we won't be able to make it Monday. I said, hey, have fun on Wednesday. It's always great when the guys put in for the numbers. I said, I told Cade, put in for 26 if it's available. Van McElroy, your dad's all-time favorite Raider. And I said, I told Jack, who I guarantee didn't pay attention, but I told Jack, give 37 for Lester. So you put that in the head of a Raider fan, right? And yes. now he's thinking, this is another Raider fan. So now some goofball is going to come up there. And his dad's probably a Seahawk fan, like Dustin Nickerson, my guy. And if Joel, who I love, is like 26, you, you get over there, okay? <laughs> you get 80, like Steve Largent. What number was Jim Zorn? 10? 10. You get 10, okay? Yeah. We give Raider numbers to Raider fans. Dave, did I... That I overstepped my boundaries by trying to no, slide that message in. First of all, I think in. those are both easy numbers to get. Especially for the secondary. Yeah, most most kids in high school always want single digit. So you didn't ask for a single digit number. You should be fine. 22 is funny. Josh and I had this conversation. He thought 22 looks great on a jersey, you know, like my canes. Yeah. Uh, but you didn't. You went 26 and 37. I think both those, if they have them, to me, those are easy numbers to get. My son, Kate, actually wanted 88, which was my number at San Diego, which I thought yeah. was really cool. But you don't see too many safeties wearing 88. No, you, you don't. You so don't I told him, take, take 26. Yeah, that's so he, funny. He put in for it. But I, there was another kid, a really nice kid, that was playing running back with 26. But you know, they always change numbers up, right? Yes. They want their own numbers. Who's the, who's the main running back right now? I'm trying to think. For they, the NFL? They probably want 32 or something. Well, 22 is Derrick Henry. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And 22 is McCaffrey. Oh, that's another. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's fun. but That's funny. See, it's funny. My dad wore 12 in high school. I don't even know how good of a football player he was, but he wore 12. So I wore 12. 
Yeah, fun. Josh wore 12 for the same reason. Yeah, fun. And when he got to Alabama, he couldn't get 12. He ended up with 11. And so, uh, but it was one funny. of his we, seventeen we, different numbers. Yeah, he that did. He had, he had three. He had three different numbers because Dude, he had like six. No, he had three. He had ten, nineteen, and then eleven were the yeah. numbers he ended up with. Because you can't be on the field with someone who has the same number. Obviously, yeah. there are more than a hundred guys on roster in college. So you can have a guy on defense and a guy on offense with the same number, but if there's a, a special teams guy, the whole deal fucked it up. Fuck, everything got fucked up. I have a Facebook post. When he was playing at Alabama. Yeah. And I said, hey, congratulations, Josh Pallet. Looking forward to watching you play, whether you're number 2579, <laughs> or 41, or whatever the fuck the numbers were. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, long-winded. Uh, but, yeah, if guys come out, just say hi. Yeah. I don't want to talk all game because I look forward to going to dinner with my sons. And, and I think probably what you did, just let them talk about it. That was it. It was, it was for me as a parent, because I coached everything. It was the only time I wasn't coaching, and just to be in the stands. I, yeah. I, but I just sat behind the band. I didn't say shit. Oh, that's I sat, a good place I sat to go. far away as I could that's from all the I parents do, who were screaming at the coaches. Yeah, I hate that shit. Yeah. I just, <laughs> just want to go. Yeah, I just want to go watch the game and, uh, and cheer for everybody wearing that uniform. Right? And, yeah. and be away from all the bullshit. You know those Christian kids are going to be really hostile. Always. John 316! <laughs> hey, calm down. You calm down, Daniel Jeremiah. Um, but that's all I want to do, right? Yeah. Is just go and, and hang out and not be part of the grab-ass club or the, the amateur goddamn uh, Anthony Lynn club. I just want to go hang out. Smoke a little weed. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? They just run me out. I take one hit, I'd just be stoned out of my gourd. Oh my god! My uh, my mother was giving uh, Josh a hard time yesterday. He was calling me up and saying, "What do you think?" I go, "Dude, go get my mom like an edible." He goes, "Dude, marijuana is illegal in Tennessee." He goes, "Is it really?" Yeah, big time. I said I had no idea it was illegal. He goes, "No, they don't fuck around. It's not. It's not legal." Man, they they put this place in. Um, my ex and my sons were dying laughing because down the street from their house, they put this place in called Cookies. Yeah. So they were like, "Oh, this is gonna be cool. It's gonna be like Mrs. Fields, <laughs> or, Mrs. Fields. <laughs> or something like that, right?" And then they see all the people lined up out in front. They're like, "Oh shit, we know what that is. We are La Mesa." Weed capital of Southern California. But, yeah, they were dying. So every time we drive by there, we're like... That and is fun as hell. The other one is down on Uni. It's called... Do you, you guys don't have any down here, right? We've had them. They've, uh, they're have getting closed down. There was, there's one I just found out. I'm not I'm not a weed guy, but so I'm, no. I'm not being a smartass here. 100% don't know. There's one down by the 805 that used to be like one of those clubs where, you know, you, you just hook up. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like the... Those are those clubs where people show up and it's like, hey, you show up in this club, you're showing up just to get late. Like the girls know it too, guys know it too. It's uh, straight down the 805 on Telegraph. Really? Yeah. So it was an actual like um, nightclub. No, it was a it was like a bar. It was it's, it was giant though. Was, but everybody knew that's the place you go. No okay? kidding. We got a couple of those here and there. Red Lion. We got one by the gas station over here by Vons. Everyone knows that's the that's the place. And so, like in that, the, in that little corner mall there, we got the Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's. Yeah, the little Mexican yeah, place yeah, on the, the corner? That's it. 
So no. up on a Friday, Saturday, you're getting laid. Oh, I like that. And so, <laughs> and so, and so I like that a lot. That's good. So all those girls look like girls from Lisa Lisa. Stop by the it! Way. I'm gonna go line yeah. up. Oh my gosh! Everyone Let's knows. Do ad libs. Let's do live <laughs> shows there. Do ad libs from there. So, yeah. So the the pot place, I guess they turned that bar, that hookup place, into like this mega marijuana store. Oh wow! Yeah, just just a giant marijuana store. Well, I, I think the ones for La Mesa, they go out really quick because there's a bunch of them in town and you probably got to move a lot of weed, right? Yeah. And, and fuck, what is that shit called? The, is it THC? What yeah. is it? Yeah. So I got the, I told you, I went to that place lit down on uni. I didn't talk to anybody that would know anything. I just walked in there, said, hey, I need this shit to balance me out. You're like, all right, well, do you want this one? Yeah, it looks like the one I need. I didn't know that it had, like, the equivalent of 97 joints in it. <laughs> Put two drops under my tongue. I'm just thrashed. Thrashed. I'll, hammered. <laughs> Giggling. Shit. And so I go back down, and I find the manager. And I go, I don't, I don't get high. I just wanted the... The non-weed that's got... She goes, well, let me see what you got. Holy shit, Tommy Chong. What are you doing here? <laughs> she goes, who sold you this? I go, no, no, no. It wasn't... Your staff was great. They just asked me, and I said, yeah, it's the one I need. She's like, oh, my God. Get out of here. So she was very nice and hooked me up with the right one. That is funny as hell. I did uh, I did an edible a few years ago. It's a big, giant fucking cookie. Okay? It was like yeah. the size of my face. <laughs> and yeah. uh I guess you're supposed to break pieces off. Oh, I but know. I did the whole thing in, in one shot. I ate the whole big cookie. Man, it fucked me up for, yeah. dude, like 20 hours. And I was paranoid as shit. Like, I was hear people say they get paranoid, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Every time I lay down, I'm constantly looking at the fucking door, <laughs> dude. I couldn't stop looking at the door. Like, who's coming in? Yeah. I was all, I was all jacked up. I was like, and it was a, the day we were supposed to drive up to LA for that Rams-Ravens game, and I was like, I don't think I can drive. I'm all fucked up. Mark Wolf, I've told this story a thousand times from the Gulls, came up to my house and he brought brownies and I broke off that corner piece. He's like, hey, be careful. I'm like, ah, come on. Be careful. Ten minutes later, I couldn't, I couldn't even see. All I kept hearing was white rabbit. And he and I are playing Madden. And I'm winning. I go, I don't, I don't even know if I'm offense or defense. He's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I start giggling again. Yeah. Great. I don't know. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, why do friends invite us to shit we don't want to go to? Happens all the time. Happens all How the about, time. You know, what happened to have a little fucking common courtesy in the world? So I have two friends, and they're like, hey, we haven't seen you in forever. Yeah. I go, yeah, it's true. And they go, uh, let's get together. We'll go um, for beer and dinner. I go, great. One friend is married. Okay. You go, all right. So we've done these before, and it's a friend from high school, husband, another friend of mine, and me. Okay. Girlfriend of mine, and me. That's it. There's four people bullshitting and talking, whole thing. And you go and you meet at a bar or restaurant, right? It's fun. Yeah. Catch up. They set this up at, uh, uh, at a relative's house. So I go, where the fuck is this house? You ever go 
Houses in Lucadia, Dave, are impossible to find, especially because they get back up there when you go west of 101. Dude, there's so many little side streets and nooks and everything else. Yeah. And so they book it for this house. I can't find the house. None of them are answering their phone, the whole thing. Hey, you know what? Fuck it. You guys are having fun. It's all fine. Uh, we'll do it. We'll do it down the road. Half hour later. Hey, where are you? They're all upset. I don't come over. Hey, it's no big deal. Like, it's all fine. Then uh, the other day, I'm looking at Facebook. They have pictures from the night. I go, oh, this is cool. It's the house that they were at. Yeah. Husband and wife. My friend, who's the married one, it's uh, her brother. So it's my friend, her husband, my friend's brother, his wife, and then the friend of mine that I always meet, who apparently now is dating some guy. We go, well, that's great. It would have been three ma- three couples and me. Yeah. Why the fuck would I want to go to that shit? <laughs> I got a goddamn life to What the fuck am I going to do? What am I, Burt Convy? Because they're playing <laughs> couples win, lose, or draw? Fucking stop calling me. Get the fuck out of here. What's, what's going on? My Bob Crane holding the camera? Bob Crane again? Fucking Bob Crane. Burt being put almost the only guy who gets that joke. Um, <laughs> but yeah, why would I go to that? How long have you known these people? Oh, shit. Uh, 25 years That's for why. every one of them? I just want to keep you included. Make sure you're all right. I'm 100% all right. <laughs> I don't need to go there. Oh, boy, this is good dip. What the fuck am I going to talk about? <laughs> Who are you going to talk to? Nobody, the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going to talk to? Like, where do you go in the room? I would have walked in and been like, what the fuck? You're an office guy. It would have been the dinner party. Yeah. I watched hey. it yesterday. That's funny you say that. Hey, landlord called. There's a flood. I got to go. Ah, oh, well, everything's wet now. You can stay. Dinner's three hours away. We got fondue. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I, I feel like just muting their number. Like they're goddamn calling me <laughs> about an auto warranty. What happened, Dave? <laughs> I used to be very clear in my messaging, and I just... You know, I've gotten so nice, and I, I just, something something got off the tracks there where they thought I'd be the one to call. That's a Costa night. <laughs> Stevie Woods. Who else would go to that? The funny thing is, again, I don't know which direction you go in the house. When you Once you get there, what direction are you going? Are you going to the, talk to the guys? Are you talking to the girls? You know everybody. <laughs> what move do you make? I don't understand. Oh, You're I, right. Win, lose, or draw, dude. You don't have a team. I'd have lost my shit about a minute in. Maybe that cleaning staff comes in. Right? Have, have you had anybody try and hook you up, try and, like, blind date you? Well, it's funny. Um, this thing's finally supposed to be over <laughs> September 2nd. So I get a text today from my ex. Hey, we got a court date September 2nd. Like, I'm so far out of the loop. This thing's drug on for so long. I go, what do we do? Like, go in, sign papers, flip you off, and then we go to breakfast? She goes, yeah, I think so. I was like, well, fuck it. Let's get it done. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. But 
Um, no, thankfully they haven't messed with that because I know most of their friends. Yeah. I was just curious to know. Does someone go, Hey, I know somebody that'd be perfect for you. No, other than you. Yeah. Today. I like that kid. I told you, man. Yes. I like that. That girl I found on Twitter is right up your alley. I told you last week on the show. Fuck. I'd become a Dodger fan for her. Fuck it. Dude. She is a hundred percent. The female version of you does not give a fuck and is hilarious. Um, what did you make? I, I tried all day Thursday and Friday. It's pretty funny. I tried all day Thursday and Friday to buy tickets because I was going to take my kids up to the Rams Charger game. Yeah. I don't know if you saw Arash Markazi today. I didn't. What a complete disaster night one was at SoFi. I heard traffic was a disaster. Traffic was awful. Parking is like 60 bucks, and you got to walk like two miles to get to get in. Dude, it was 100 though, for the Chargers at the old stadium. The one in L.A., it was 100 bucks. It was? Yeah. At uh, I went with Walchip, so the, that's the yeah. only game I went to. Yeah, with a, with a Galaxy play. It was yeah. the Aztecs play. And, it was $100. Uh, Arash Markazi was posting pictures today of like the $15 pizza yeah, I and saw the that. burger and the hot dog. Yeah. Dude, that's night one. I yeah. mean, I get it's preseason. They looked awful. That looked like convenience store food. No, it did. It looked like 7-Eleven food late at night. You're absolutely right. Yes. Um, it, I tell you what, I watched the game. Did you watch any of it at all? Like, I, I didn't even care about the game part. I wanted to show what the concourse, everything looked like. Yeah. Because it's different. It's awesome. You know, it's a, it's an incredible deal. So, it, <laughs> it's funny. I told a buddy of ours, I said, dude, place your bet on the fucking Chargers. They're like, bet preseason? I go, this is an easy win. I'll tell you why. Fucking Chase Daniels have played in the NFL. Yep. The other thing is there's no way Spanos wants to lose to the Rams. He's trying to win the fucking market. They're going to win this game, and the Rams are favored by four. Oh, nice. I go, you take the fucking Chargers. It's the easiest bet you're ever going to have. And fucking ass. You bet? Nope. Didn't bet. But uh, but at the same time, you knew the Chargers weren't going to lose that game. It was like 6-3 at halftime. Yeah, so, it was uh, an awful game. It was what thir- was the final? Like 13-6 or 13-6, yeah, I think was the final score. It was boring as hell. And but, the Rams never play a starter. But, uh, and, and yeah, that was made clear all week long. Sean McVay said, we're not playing anybody. Yeah. And what's the next team coming to town is the Raiders. Is the, for, for the Rams. I think the Rams play the Raiders next. They might. It's 49ers and Chargers Sunday afternoon. Because I think both teams, meaning the Chargers and Rams, can agree. They don't want the Raiders in there. Everybody wanted the Raiders in L.A. anyway. Yeah. Yeah, big. So, that looked fucking awful. And all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, well, so much for going up and seeing a game there until they get shit figured out. Don't you think there'll be better at game two? I mean, that's the first time they've had to deal with a crowd. Don't you think they're going to figure it out? Yeah, I mean, it might it might take regular season to get it figured yeah. out. But, um, hey, Dave and I have told you for 20 years, none of you want to listen. The best sizzler in the world is right there at that corner. <laughs> it is. That's where they used to have that big billboard with yeah. Magic and Gretzky on it. Yes. Is that like Prairie and Manchester? Yeah, I think so. Right around there. So, uh, but the other thing that came out was the fight, the Aaron Donald's fight. Aaron Donald fight. So, (laughs) we'll get to the lady in the Padre hat in a second. Why, Dave, how come every time I see one of these fights in L.A., a guy ends up over the seats, and we got to look at his bare ass hanging out. There are two guys with their bare asses hanging out. Why does that happen? I don't know. Turned into a prison fight. I don't know. And then... uh, 
And then we had the yeah. lady in the Padre hat. You know, it's funny. I don't know about if you've ever thought about this. I've never been in a fight in a stadium before, but I always think where's the leverage at? To be yeah. above or be a, be below? Oh, I think above. See, that guy was above and got pulled down and then just got well, the shit kicked out himself. of him. Well, he was there by himself. Yeah, he had nothing. Uh, he had none of the other horsemen. And his were first there. punch was a that was a backhand. Like, he had no chance. Yeah, no, nah, he, he was <laughs> But it was very similar to Malice at the Palace, yeah. where everything's fine until that bitch throws the drink. Right. Now I I'm don't, glad you said that. She 100% started that fight. Now, I think they'll find her. I hope so. Did you see what happened today? My God, I'm telling you, do not act up in, in public. Do not. Did you see the dude in New York? This guy in no. New York is on a subway train okay. yesterday afternoon. No mask. And there's an older woman sitting on the subway. In the video, you don't really see the start of it, but she doesn't like this guy kind of being in her space. And he's just an obnoxious asshole. And nobody comes to the woman's defense. Typical, right? We all just fucking sit there and watch shit happen. Instead of doing the right thing, should have beat the fuck out of that guy right on the subway. When women are being disrespected, I have no time for guys to just sit there and, uh, and look down at their phone. Get that guy the fuck out of there, right? Everybody, no, no cop's going to give you a hard time. You just go up and one-punch that guy. And uh, so he's just a douche and, and popping off the whole thing. Michael Rappaport, of all people, puts a video out on Twitter today and goes, hey, man, this is New York City. Who is this guy? Video starts circulating, Dave, and within about two hours, people had identified him that he worked for Carfax. Wow. His LinkedIn was down completely by 11. And Carfax had so many calls about this guy that they said, we are currently investigating. He's fucking done, dude. You're fired. Yeah. People know your name everywhere. Uh, they know who you are. And, and he got exposed. Good. And I think it's great. Me too. Just so, Yesterday, I'm with my son. And uh, we're just running around. And we go, we park. We're out at the mall. And I come out. There's a thousand spaces open around me, and a guy parks next to me, but kind of at like an angle, like almost into my car. Yeah. So I tell my son, hey, jump in. So I write a note. Hey, fuck face. <laughs> the whole fucking lot's open. You're lucky you're not out here when I was out here. Would have been a bad day. Be better. I roll it up. I tuck it. Dave, I'm just laughing, right? Because this guy's going to come out. What's this? Hey, fuck face. What? I'm dying. Like... My car, I was fine. I'm able to get up, but I'm just annoyed by guys. We just have lost our ability to be considerate to people anymore. We're so self-absorbed, and we think we have such this feeling of self-importance that doesn't exist. If you think you're important, let Dave and I be the first to tell you, and I know a lot of you <laughs> subscribe. You don't. You really don't. You're just a fucking blind sheep, man. Unless... You're one of those people that are being nice, holding the door for people, saying hi, anything else. The rest of you are a bunch of fucking dipshits. Yeah, I literally try and be the nicest person I can be every day. Every yeah. day, I try and be a nice guy. But if you, if you if you cross the line, then I'm like, oh, fuck, it's on. But you know what? Yeah. People don't cross the line the most part. I literally try, try and everyone I, everywhere I go, I would tell everybody, good morning, have a nice day, thank yeah. you. It, Someone bags my groceries, hey, thank you very course. much, appreciate it. But no, I, I try and be that guy. You know, my dad was that guy. My dad was overly nice to 
to everybody. Yeah, you, yeah, and I've said it. Um, there you go, Trent Grisham. There right. you go, baby. Two outs, tie the game up. In the what inning were we? It was the ninth. Fuck yeah. Fuck you, Colorado. Fuck you, Colorado. Did you, did you see the pitch before Bart got fucked on a strike? They didn't call a strike? Oh, shit. No. Um, but yeah, people are just, I don't know, man. A lot of people in town that are insanely uh, self-absorbed and, and think they're a little too goddamn cool. I think a lot of people are like that. I don't know why, but I think a lot of people are like that, unfortunately. We should just be able to say, hey, fuck off. So what did your kid say when you wrote, hey, fuck face? He didn't see it. Oh. He was in the car, and I just tucked it in the guy's door handle, and I just started laughing. You, <laughs> you didn't tell him you wrote, hey, fuck face? No. I thought for sure that'd be something you'd oh share. Oh, my God. I died laughing the whole time I'm writing the note. People are coming around, hey. Oh, shifty like you on edibles. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> Because you just know that guy's going to come out and be like, Whoa, what? What happened here? And all I knew was I changed the mojo. He annoyed me, but then I annoyed him. And oh, that's okay. a win for the good guys. There you go. Oh, my gosh. Hey, where do you stand on this swag chain? I just watched Grisham. They put it on him. And then they, they Kim made, I think, the next out. So they're going to the bottom of the ninth. Fucking thing should be melted down. Make until- him play the next inning of defense with it on. No, get rid of the fucking <laughs> thing. You've had the worst month. And, it, and it's one of the most disappointing stretches of Padre baseball. Somebody said the other day, um, I'd give credit to you, whoever said it on Twitter, that if you don't make the playoffs, is this the most disappointing season? 100%. It is 100% the most disappointing season in Padre baseball. Who do you blame? If they don't make the oh, playoffs, I blame who do you blame? the players. Do you? Not, yeah. not Preller? No, man. I mean, Preller went for it. You know, yeah, but at some point, you know it's not working, right? Well, I got it, but but Dave, you can't you can't fucking say it's not working after you've pushed all your chips in. He went for it. He he bought in on guys. Listen, go go around the go around the fucking infield. Hosmer, right? Our team leader. He's picked it up recently, but he's been a huge disappointment. His time here defensively, he's dropped dramatically. Yep, and he's so inconsistent offensively that he's nowhere near a $144 million player. Say, save it about, hey, he's the reason he came here. Uh, Manny came here. No, Manny came here because he got $30 million. Yeah, Manny yeah. didn't come here for $6.2 million for the opportunity to play with Eric Hosmer. He's not fucking Wayne Gretzky. Let's relax. Cronenworth's great. I love Kim, but that's not a $28 million player. No, he's come not. on. He's not. You got to hit. The big league level, you have to hit. They get you for yeah. your bat. Nobody signs a oh, guy for the can club. He dance. Nice guy. Love, but terrible money spent. Tatis, Barry Bloom's a dipshit. I told Barry he's a dipshit. Did yesterday. you tell Barry's a dipshit? Yeah, but I love Barry. I, I love Barry too. That's why I told him. I go, dude, come in here. He's got a book about eighty four. He couldn't. He's got his head so far up fucking John Moore's ass. You can't believe it. But I could tell Barry that if he was sitting here, and I still like him because he's old school. Tatis is great. Machado to me is great. Are you surprised? Let me ask you about this. Someone pointed this out to me in the media the other day, privately, but I'm going to share it here. I'm not going to give their name. Mm-hmm. They go, it's interesting that when the Padres were hitting the shits in Arizona and you lose three straight to one of the worst teams in baseball, that it was Hosburn that stepped up. Where's Machado? And then the comment made to me was, Machado always disappears when things go bad. Uh, I don't know. As Coach said today, hey, I'm not in there. 
I'm not in there. This person is in there, the one who said that to me. Goddamn, Skip Schumacher? <laughs> was not, Are you fucking not, kidding me? It was Listen, not. Listen, I got something for you. Yeah. But the, the team, I mean, look, you went out and got Musgrove. Musgrove shouldn't have to be your one, but he's been insanely inconsistent. He has been. He, so, fought, he fell in that category of guys that threw a no-hitter and then had a no-hitter thrown against them on the other side. Yeah. And then when you look at Snell and you go, oh, wait, over the next two years, he goes from 11 to 13 to 16 million? Come on. Darvish, right? Been there? Dude, nobody's been hurt more from that spider attack than Darvish. Yeah. And and so, I mean, Nola. Darvish has, what, one win in his last seven weeks? Fuck. Nola, Caratini. They're both. We got a bunch of they guys. Aren't they aren't good. And, and you have nothing. I honestly look at it now, Dave, and I go, fuck. If this window closes right now, realistically, it might be 23, right? It might have to be 23 where you start looking at it and go, that could be the chance to bounce back. I don't know about 22. Boy, a lot of people are going all in on Clevenger, thinking this guy's just going to come out. Man, we don't know what he's going to be like. Look at Lamette. Yeah. Lamette's arbitration eligible this year. I was looking at money for this team spent. What do you offer Lamette on a one-year deal? What is Lamette asking for if you're him? Fuck a guy's, and I get it, he can't control it. But when he pitched 11 innings all year, you're going to try to get another $4 million? That's a great question with Lamette. Dude, he, he's, you can't rely on him at all. You can't. He's no. a ticking time bomb. Chris Paddock? Dude, nobody wants to see Chris Paddock anymore. Yeah. We're all done with Chris Paddock. Now listen, hey. We got lucky. Jake Arrieta is available. Holy how fuck. How exciting with his 14 fucking ERA. Dude, how in the hell can he even do that? How can you sit there and say Jake Arrieta is the best that you have? Like, what the hell's going on? On a scale of one to, day, one to 10, Dave, how exciting was your day? My day? It was boring as shit. My day was nothing but calling everybody that I have a bad deal with. Like, Verizon fucked me, has fucked me over. Well, good. My home security has fucked me over. I just spent time on the phone trying to fix everything. You want to hear a good phone call? I do. I did this today. Okay. Tatis. Are you telling me he can't hit good pitching, Joe? Well, this guy, you know, I don't know. He he uh, kind of. Uh, he, he had a one. He had one and six record. He wasn't doing well. Joe thinks Tatis sucks. Oh wow! Uh, he hasn't played. He hasn't played uh, in over yeah. two weeks. We can only hit balls uh, off of those. Don't blame me, Coach. I was so bored. I was like, you know what? Let me just randomly you take a collar and tape it. Yeah. They all sound that way. So Except go, guys well, don't rip Tatis. So then I said, hang on. No way they can all be that bad. Let's take the next one. Yeah, you know, we're going to catch the old uh, proverbial lightning in a bottle. But, yeah, he's got a 6.88 ERA and a 5-11 and record. The thing that scares to me more than anything else, he's pitched 86 in the Lord, and he's given up Just keep talking over each other. I mean, if he was giving up 10 more hits than innings pitched, okay, that, that's not good, but a little bit more acceptable. But... Man, he's getting up 113 and only 86 and a third. Listen wow, to this. I don't get it, man. I just, our developmental part of this, of our team, down in the farm system, I, I just got a clue. They're not working on the system. This is what I had to listen to today. <laughs> I just go, I just randomly was like, 
I'm just going to start and see if it's as bad as I think it is. Those are, that's the only two. It's not like I taped 17 different versions of that show and narrowed it down. That was me. I go back-to-back calls. Let me record this guy, and I bet I could catch it again. Well, hey, how about Tatis? Well, I'd like to see him hit off a good pitcher. Hey, fuck you. Pardon me? <laughs> you fucking moron. <laughs> the fuck did you just say? Hey, but instead he was nice, coach. Hey, you got to face the guy you put out there. I hear you. And I'm like, you know what you're hearing right now, old timer? My fucking car going right into the ditch. You're boring my fucking nuts off. Hey, what do you make of that hot weather? Well, I just had some oatmeal. The old lady and I watched some Bonanza. It's a good show. How about that Dan Blocker? He's a good actor. I haven't seen him recently. That's because he died 50 years ago, you fucking moron. Hey, watch it. Or what? Fucking dick. <laughs> that right there is better than, better right? than the show. I just, uh, and you know what? Somebody said to me, ah, I don't hear much about 1360 anymore. Why would you? Oh, my God. That coach's show, it's the funniest goddamn. I drive. <laughs> I go to the same little sandwich shop for lunch all the time. It's about, it's way out of the way yeah. from my office. I don't care. I get about 12 minutes to coach, and I goddamn laugh my ass off every day. I just go, what is this? What are we doing here? I, I think you could just go, you could go down to 16th and Imperial. There's a couple of people fighting the fight down there. You could put a mic in the middle of those guys. You better have the 40-second delay working, Dave. But I'm telling you, it'd be more fun than what we just listened to. I, <laughs> I guarantee it. I'm listening to uh, Ben and Woods last week with Paul. And okay. their, their big stat was, I tell you what, you look at this Padre team and you look at that Dodger team, and we're the same team. The only difference is the Dodgers have gained one game every month, and oh. now we find our six, ourselves six games back. I, can you believe that? I'm like, that's how it fucking works. What are you talking about? Yeah, I can fucking believe it. That's yeah. how it works when you're six games back. Hi, Paul. Jeff and La Mesa. Uh, I just listened to your point, and I'm going to go ahead and say, then we're not the same team. <laughs> because if they have a six-game lead and we don't, that means they're a uh, Different team. Jesus. I'll take your answer off the air. <laughs> what's damn going it. on? God damn it. Oh, my yeah. God. All right, so you say you blame the players. I said I blame Preller for a lot of this because there's no one to call it for the minor league system. You're signing a guy with a seven ERA. Dude, that, you, that's you the best you can do. You literally have nothing. You have nothing. And... You've developed zero, and for a team that's drafted about a thousand fucking arms over the years, where are they all? Exactly right. Where now, where is everybody? Oh fuck! Sorry, I ruined. I missed the end of that game for you. What? I, I turned the channel. We flipped over to watch pools. Bat turned back, and I realized CJ Crone just hit the game-winning home run. Off of who? Oh, fuck! I don't know. Let's go back. Well, look at Sweeney. Looks really serious. Looks really serious. Yeah, that's Sweeney's new move, by the way. He's pretty serious. Not that he's all in on the Padres. Everyone's oh, on him is? because he's too negative. Oh, it's your boy uh, that they just got from the fucking uh, Nationals. Hudson? Who's Hudson? 
God. Yeah, you, at least you got, acquired him. Yeah, he's been he's been great. <laughs> I couldn't even get out of the first inning he pitched the other day. Fuck. What's his ERA right now? When he comes off the field, do you think fucking Jay says, that was a lot of fucking fun, Daniel. Yeah, thanks. Big D. Yeah. Hey, bus at noon, fuckhead. <laughs> God damn. So Reds are going to win. I think if uh, we let uh, Dan Williams will be happy, no, we let Dave calculate uh, the games. JoJo Tarantino likes this. Chris Cox likes this game a lot. As does John Conniff, who gets more mad all the time. He does. John gets so mad. Um, but I think it'll be a game and a half. Yeah. What does John do? Watches this minor league system, right? Yeah. How does it feel, John, that you spend your entire life fucking monitoring this minor league system that none of these guys ever get called My up? My buddies, the, uh, the King boys, <laughs> called me Saturday. They said, what are you doing? We got a box for the uh, Elsinore Storm. You want to go? I go, fuck, I can't make it, but I love the Storm games because it gives me my first look at all the guys I'm going to fucking hate in five years. It's a blast. <laughs> Great time. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, they're just like, uh, I don't know. They're in trouble, and I'm really... Uh, I, Dave, I don't even know what the offseason is, right? Because you're locked in on deals. Are you going to try to move Hosmer out? Do you try to move Myers out? Does Grisham go? Right? Like, who are you going to... Okay, so th- that's a great question here. Fam, you don't resign, right? He's gone. Fam doesn't resign. Hosmer, no one's taking him. You're going to have to pay $40 million for someone to take Again. Hosmer, you know? Yep. Again, and you really don't have a catcher, you know, right? No, unless, it, you, unless you're going to try again with Camposano. Yeah, unless Campos, Camposano is now ready to go. Your minor league pitching is absolutely terrible. Look at the yeah. numbers in the minor league. The, the best news about this whole deal with the minor league pitching is that Dan Williams' nephew is fucking going up the ranks quick. Yeah, thank He's God only Sam guy, will be here. There's one guy doing his fucking job down there. It's fucking Sam. And then um, Mackenzie Gore, I don't know what the hell ever happened to Mackenzie Gore. He's going to be that guy that never was, it looks like. And then um, you, you got Clevenger coming back. You mentioned all the other guys that are all question marks. It's, it's wild when you look at, and, and I think Jesse talked, man, I, I tell you, I like Agler. I do too. Because I'm out driving around. And he talked about the Padres pitchers that are on the IL right now. Yeah. And obviously we know Clevenger and you know Paddock, right? And, but like Altavella, uh, Wingertner, uh, you know, Keone Kella. Like, there's a lot of fucking arms that are down. Pomeranz, it was after Pomeranz goes down again. Castillo's down again. Javi Guerra. I mean, Dave, there's about 11 arms. Yeah, but the Dodgers have the same argument. No, that's what yeah. I said yesterday on social media. I'm like, I want to see what the excuse is um, for this team. Yeah. You can't sell it on injuries. So, do I think Tingler's gone? No, I don't. No, no he won't be. Are you going to fire the hitting coach again? Well, you hit pretty goddamn well yeah, last no, year. you aren't. So, Rothschild has to go, but I also think, man. He's the one automatic, right? No one else goes. Dickerson doesn't go. Wayne Kirby doesn't yeah, go. Yeah, I don't think those guys. Rothschild's are. the one guy has to go. Has to go. Maybe fire Rod Barajas <laughs> for been, the fuck of it. We've been <laughs> for the, just to scare people. We've uh, we've been saying this for two years. Rothschild has to go. Should have never hired him. No, and and... He's got to go, and then I don't know, right? But then you start looking around. You go, we got to start getting some of these. You got to get fresh blood in here. Paddock has to go. Yes. Like, 
enough of Paddock. Move him out. So now you start looking at, I don't know, can you get anything for Snell? Yeah, I think you could. I think, honestly, you could probably trade Snell. There's somebody that would take Snell. Yeah. Because you're looking at a kid that age that throws that hard. Yeah. And when you watch him pitch, it's frustrating as shit. You heard Machado say it the other day. Dude, speed it up. Let's yeah. go. Let's Throw go. strikes. Way too many balls. It's been it's been like that the whole Fuck. season. Yeah. Dude, you're throwing that fast. You're, you throw that hard. You're a veteran pitcher. You want to Cy Young. You know how to pitch. Stop fucking trying to get two inches off the plate. You yeah. aren't getting the call. Yeah. I don't know if Frazier's back. If Frazier's back next year, and you go Frazier, Cronenworth, Machado. What a weird acquisition still. Weird. Yeah. That's right. I, I mean, I get it. I My only thinking was, Dave, for that is that he looked at the bench. I And remember, when he gets him, you're still thinking you're in play for a couple of starting pitchers. So to me, that play kind of hits me as a better version of Mitch Moreland. When you're looking yeah. at your bench and you go, I got Kim who can't hit. At that time, they had Mateo couldn't hit, right? I got Profar can't hit for shit. Yeah, that was a bad contract, too. The Profar one was a bad deal. Yeah. And then I've got whoever my other catcher is. I have nobody. So if I go get Frazier, and that allows me to move one guy to the bench, yeah, right, and maybe it's Hosmer, fuck. Yeah, it's expensive option, but at least I get a little better depth on the bench because I'm going to have to have somebody. My starters can't go five innings, which means I'm deep into my bullpen, yeah. which means I'm going to have to start double switching and pinch hitting around the sixth and I got to do better than what I currently have. And unfortunately, I just don't have a bat down in the minor leagues that can come up because I moved them all. So that to me is the Frazier thing wasn't about getting him to play second. In my opinion, the Frazier move was done maybe with the idea that Tatis was going to be eventually going out to right. Yeah. And then putting Myers on the bench. Or Does have- Myers become your DH next year? Supposed to have the DH in the National League next year. Uh yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I would guess, right? I mean, if you have to keep them, if you can't trade them, you're more than well, likely that's what you end up doing, correct? Well, who's going to left? That's a great question. Who's because it might be Myers in left. Tonight, wasn't it Myers in left? Fam was on the bench tonight. My, I, I saw very little of the game. Was it was it Myers in left and Tatis in right and Grisham in, in center? Yeah. I think you're right on that. I didn't. I didn't see it from the start. I was in the. Car, I thought that but. was the lineup that they said they were going to go with tonight. But, but you're going to have to. You're going to have to do something. I just. I say it and I say it and I say it. I'm a Twins fan. They made the playoffs year after year after year. I think they made it 18, 19, 20. They were excited. They went out and signed guys that we talked about on this show. Said, I don't like any of those. They were picked to win the Central or at least be a wild card team. And they completely pissed the bed, just like the Pods did. But worse, yeah. I mean, Pods are still 14 games over 500 or 13. But they the can't team- beat the teams they're supposed to beat. I mean, you've got to beat the Diamondbacks. Yeah, and now the Twins are dead. Yeah. And you saw they moved their number one arm. And now the offseason is, can we sign Buxton? Do we have to move Donaldson? Yeah. Where do we go? And guess what happened? For the Twins, with a lot of those guys, this window is closing. And that's what I look at with the Padres. You go, well, fuck, man. The Machado window is not getting more open. Every day, it gets a little bit more shut. Tatis is a little different. Cronenworth's a little bit different. Right? And then you go out 
to the outfield. You go, well, Pham's gone. Grisham, Myers, Hosmer, Caratini, Darvish, Snell. Like, the window's fucking closing really, really quick. And you better figure something out to to re-energize it because the Giants' window is getting kicked open. Yeah, it's crazy. And if the Dodgers keep Trey Turner and find a way to keep Scherzer, even at age 38, they're feeling good about who they are with their young talent. Dude, yeah, I mean, being talked about for a wild card team, much less win the division. No, you're, you're, I don't disagree with anything you're saying at all. I mean, there's some major problems right now with this Padre team. Like, if you had a bet right now, let's say you had a bet $1,000 right now. Padres make the playoffs, don't Absolutely make the playoffs. Absolutely not. I agree with you. They do not. They don't make the playoffs. I mean, they're... They're treading water big time. The crazy stat on the Padres, the Padres last 17 games in Arizona, right? Yeah. They're 2-15. and 15. Well, and can I, listen, is it just me? Or the other night when we're watching Bally's, were you watching this after the game? No. Why are we seeing a fucking interview in San Diego conducted by Bob Brenly and Steve Berthiome with Gilbert after he throws a no Oh, I didn't no see hitter? that at all. Why, why the fuck are they showing that here? Yeah. I swear, man, that Bally San Diego production team has no fucking clue on what we're looking for. Yeah. We love Mud, love Don. I mean, the other day, right, who was that kid pitching here? Kept showing his fucking dad. I mean, Woods beat that bid into the ground over and over like he always does. But for the first two times, he was exactly right. You understand this year, like the production guys clearly don't have a fucking clue, so we'll help them do their job like we do everybody else. This was a year of insanely high expectations for this team, and right now it's sinking very, very quickly. We couldn't give less of a fuck about the feel-good story about the guy who just no-hit our fucking team. Yeah, it's embarrassing. We want to know... What the fuck this team's going to do to come out and win tomorrow outside of just relying on Tatis to do everything? I don't get this idea that they're going to shove it down our throat. Hey, isn't this guy great? No, asshole. He's not. Hey, here's Tom. He just banged your sister. Let's go to a live interview. Tom, how was it? Boy, I tell you what. You know, she took her glasses off, and it was Katie bar the door. Alley cat. Is that right, Tom? Oh. Look at these scars. You're like, why am I watching this? <laughs> it's fucking Bally Sports every night. God damn, they probably carried the Bud Black press conference tonight. Oh, my gosh. Who hit the home run? Crone. Yeah. I, I'll bet you, you cut away, and they're not a Bally's channel up there in Denver, so maybe we got lucky. But if it was a Bally Sports feed, yeah. we probably would have seen CJ Crone tell us how he just fucked over Daniel Hudson. Yay! Don't you think Bally's jumped into this whole broadcasting uh, venture for the reason they believe gambling is soon going to be legal all over the country and they went in? Like, it, this is it, a way to control gambling? It's been an awful, awful marriage. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I went and bought stock in Bally's just because I thought that was their move. I I hope it works out for you. They, Dave, they're not on any of the streaming services. So as everybody's cutting the cord, the ratings are plummeting because nobody's staying with Dish Network or DirecTV. Yeah. And when I try to, you know, Cox Cable is a bunch of fucking morons because my son's live in La Mesa and you want to get a box and it's 120 a month. For what? Yeah, I'll, dude, I'll, I'll get you the feed. You should, I'll just tell you right now, right to, uh, right to Josh. He watches every Padre game with uh, Mark and Don every single night. He, he watches the feed through the computer. Through he, uh, Reddit? 
I don't know There's which. I, Reddit. I okay, I don't know which first. one he has, but he's, the, the feed is clean as hell. Mike Castillo sent me one. Yeah, and I appreciate it. Mike's like, "Hey, Jesus, God damn it! Why don't you just give my address so the FBI can come over too?" Fuck. What the fuck? Well, Jesus. What happened to just being considerate, you fucking dumb shit? Sorry, Mike Castillo. <laughs> Why don't you get my address and FBI can come over? <laughs> God, I'm sorry. We go live. We don't edit. <laughs> Mike gave me the advice to talk to Josh, who's got all the feeds. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, this guy. Oh, my God. That's funny. All right, here's a crazy stat for you. Ready? Okay, let me hear it. Fernando Tatis Jr., in the games he has played this year with the pods, yeah. they're 47 and 42. That's good. In the, it's five games over 500. In the yes. games he hasn't played with the pods, they're 20 and 12. They actually have a better winning percentage when he doesn't play. Dude, most overrated guy in baseball, signed Barry Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> so... Here's the, the couple things with Tatis. One is, obviously, we know he's in right field the last couple of days. We don't know how long he's going to stay in right field, but he's in right field right now. Yeah. When you look at Fernando, if he never plays another game at shortstop, how's yep. he going to be remembered as a shortstop? Well, I saw somebody, Bill Center was answering the question today, who had the best arm in right field, all-time Padres, Tony Gwynn or Fernando Tatis? I'm like, Tony won goddamn gold gloves out there. Tatis has played one game, yeah, two games. Yeah, calm down. Didn't Winfield play right field? Yeah, that's what he said, too. <laughs> and then I think goddamn Bill being Bill through and Ollie Brown, too. I hate fucking old. I think about the quote you brought up last week or two weeks ago. I think it was last week when you said it. David Chase. Yeah, David Chase. Remember when. Is the lowest well, form of conversation. Exactly right. Man, we do remember when with a bunch of bullshit. What else are we going to do? 53 seasons and never won shit. We do remember when all the time. Yeah. If you want to do remember when with the 84 team, with fucking the 96, 98 team, okay, and with Trevor and Tony, those are the only times I'll give you permission to do remember when. This goddamn team. I, and no, I, nothing against Randy Jones. The average person doesn't even know who the fuck Randy Jones is outside of San Diego. Right. They yeah. don't. They just don't. That was 50 fucking years ago. Yeah. Clay Kirby. That Man. other asshole. Randy, I used to love watching you pitch. Man, we'd sit down. It seemed like an hour and 15 minutes later, we were in the car. We were out. I'm sure management loved that. They weren't buying any fucking hot dogs or Fuck no. beers. Fucking Randy with his fucking super fast games. Yeah. Who's catching those games? That guy. We met that guy a thousand times. Nice dude. Nice dude. Was it Fred Kendall? Well, Freddie may have been back there, too. When was Gene Tennis catching? Gene, uh, but who's the other goddamn guy? I can't remember. Nicest guy. Oh, God damn. I know you're talking about. Was Canizero a That's catcher? That's who you're thinking of. Chris, right? Yes. Fucking look. <laughs> Canizero was just like, dude, he was an old timer. And, um, and the chief, the painter, Gene... Remember the chief? Dude, nicest guy. These guys were so great. Fine. Just like the old Chargers offensive line. No. Every one of them are great. Didn't no. win shit. But the thing I liked about Canizero and Chief, those guys were just living today. They didn't want to play the... And maybe it's when you go 40 and 122, you don't have a whole lot of great you memories. So? Your biggest thing you're concerned about is your chest hair? <laughs> you're like dressed... In all yellow? Oh, yeah, it was great. Really great. 
No chicks at all. We're looking for us. Um, but yeah, all of that shit. And then. What do you think they're talking about the clubhouse back then? Man, that Natalie Wood. What are they talking about back then? Maybe Van Doren. <laughs> well, Shelly Winters in Poseidon Adventure. I think I saw Nip. Um, dude, I hate to be this guy, but I got to be this guy. I'm sorry. I told you a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. That my son Jack and I are out at the stadium and they put that QR code up there oh, yeah. to do the survey. Yeah. So I do the survey. Really nice member of the Padres is like, hey, um, you won. So I was like, all right, cool. And listen, you don't have to send anything. I get it. But there's a point where you might go, you probably didn't even have to send anything. So we get this box the other day. So you did get it? You got yeah. something in the mail? Okay. Big box. So we're like, oh, this is cool. Like, so I call my son. Like, how big of a box? Dude, it's, uh, it would fit like a bowling ball. Okay. Big box. And you go, this is, this is really cool. So I call my son Jack, FaceTime him, because he had done it. And, uh, and I go, hey, the box showed up. And now we don't know anything. We have no expectations at all. Trust me. Nobody's looking for a game saying. Tatis jersey or yeah. any of that shit. We're happy with whatever. Well, it goddamn absolutely was whatever. So I cut open this box tape. You get thunder sticks? Dude, it wasn't even thunder sticks. The first thing in is a Padres Frisbee. Great. I go, oh, fuck. Okay, we got a Frisbee. If we ever buy a lab, we can take it down to Dog Beach. We're, we're halfway in. Is it a good Frisbee or is it shit? That was pretty good. Okay. That's pretty good. Now, the next thing is a youth extra large Trevor Hoffman celebration jersey with the old colors. Okay. What are we, what are we doing with this here? Was uh, this one of those giveaways that they had left over? From three years ago? Yeah. Yeah, three right. years ago. Think, oh, this is good. Now, the next thing is a Padres hat. Think, oh, that's all right. I don't know what this is. Cox Communications giveaway. Oh, fuck. Was there an ad on it? Yeah, big oh, Cox Communication oh, ad. Jesus. It's a white hat, and it's it's a weird hat. I don't remember this one. Was it's it from, a, like, 96 when Jane Mitchell fucking was promoting it? It's a white hat with a leather swinging fryer on the front. And, again, I'm like, my son's like, what? So I'm trying to be nice because, again, they didn't have to send us anything. And then it was a... A yellow T-shirt with a brown SD. That was kind of cool. And so, really, we just we were like, "Hey, dude, we'll take the frisbee in this." And then the funny part was, and my son loved this the most. It was a yellow rally towel that said "Beat LA" from the playoffs last year. Okay, <laughs> the one in Texas. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I'm just I'm looking at it, and I go, "Listen, man, come on." Right, director of marketing, just send the fucking T-shirt out. Don't send the shit from storage out that you're trying to throw away. That's what they're doing. That's it. If they would have just sent the yellow T-shirt, you go, dude, that's great. So out of everything in there, the only thing you might use is the Frisbee. Uh, no, my my son got a huge kick out of the rally towel. What's and, you going to do with it? You know, when you're 13. Wearing his pants like at the Helix games? Who wipes yes. his hands before he intercepts a pass and takes a pick six? 
Yeah, it's not okay. team colors. Get ready to give 30 ups and downs. Wait till it gets in trouble for when it falls out and someone thinks there's a flag on the field. Exactly. <laughs> but he liked that. Um, their mom liked the hat. The Frisbee, like I said. So, again, you don't want to be rude. But there's a part where you go, fuck, did you just find four things that yeah. were in the corner? Yes. That's it. That's what they did. For our company, we're always... When the hell? Cox Communications. Right. Well, I think they sponsor that Pomerant show. But if we're sending care packages out, I always say to our team, be careful what you send. Because if somebody spends money and loves your product, man, you can turn it the wrong direction. Nobody got turned the wrong direction. Everybody loves the pods. We had a great laugh. Um, we had a great laugh. <laughs> we did. We were like, but, they love hearing that. But we my, laughed at their expense. It was a lot of fun. My son, Cade, took the shirt. Yeah. I don't know what happened with the Frisbee. But you just kind of look at it and you go, what are we doing? Yeah. This is, looks like 1982. Superhuman 123 has better shit to give away. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you go, I love the idea. They were close. They just need to tighten up execution a little bit. They're close. They'll get there. I'm not, I'm sure there's people that get that and are thinking, right, that I should have, uh, we should have been sent a signed Doug Mirabelli ball, for Christ's sake. What'd that fucking guy do? I, they didn't owe us anything. We goofed around, did a survey, but you look at it, and I think it showed up the day they got no hit. Great. It did. Great. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. The Padres should develop a Larry Rothschild punch doll, like Superhuman has. You punch it in the face, throw it at the dog. It should just be punch Larry Rothschild. <laughs> Fuck. That, what a that, mess. That's, that's a huge, no matter what, yeah. no matter what else you want to look at, right? The Kim contract makes no sense. The Profar deal was a huge whiff. Keeping Mateo on this team, huge fucking whiff. Yep. Myers and Hosmer contracts, huge fucking whiff across the board. But all of it could be somewhat, somewhat, I guess, justified. You can find a way to spin it. The Rothschild move has just been a complete face fuck. <laughs> it's been a good face fuck for sure. He sucks. He does. And they knew it. They knew it with the Yankees. Yeah. Sonny Gray fucking Enough. said it to everybody. CeCe Sabathia said Gray. the same thing. Yeah. Same thing. These are guys that what are did they good think? pitchers. These are Cy Young winning pitchers. It said the guy's almost ruined his career. Ugh. Look, Snell's not going to leave here saying anything nice about Rothschild. You know he's going to blame him for all this bullshit. Well, and maybe Dave, I mean, maybe if you get rid of him, then maybe you see, you go talk to a guy and go like, hey, look at Gore. Look at Paddock. Can you fix this? Can you fix this? Yes. I'm sure there are pitching coaches out there that think they can fix this. Tom House? I don't even know. I'm just saying there have to be guys out there that go, I can fix this. I tell you what, Tom House wouldn't be a bad guy for Gore to work with. Yeah. Randy Jones is kicking his refrigerator right now. Just because he's the lefty deal. Lefties are different, man. I would definitely get a lefty in there that says, what's going on? I would say I have Gore work out with, with uh, um, Snell, but at the same time, he can't get his shit together. Yeah. No, complete disaster. Yeah, yeah. stay away from him. Yes. 
It's a complete fucking mess. It's a complete mess right now, and I'm with you. As of right now, on on August 16th, I don't think the Padres make the postseason, Fuck. which will be, feel like a huge kick in the nuts, thinking we had huge hopes. And tell you what, all of you just going along for the ride, hey, listen, it wasn't that long ago when we were really struggling out here. We had to watch Ian Kintler. So if it means we got to struggle and we get to watch the Crone Zone, hey, keep talking like that. <laughs> keep talking like this that. This was a great team. I'm so tired of hearing that word great when it comes to this fucking team. Yeah. Great's you, not third place. You, you got to see. Did you tell your parents? I got great grades. I have well, a 2 0, and did. they're great. Yeah. Do you tell your parents that a 2 0 is just as good as a 4 0? That's not a good analogy. Fucking hey. You guys don't know the word great means. You took nine Fucking years idiots. to get out of San Diego State, oh, You should use another. Well, thing. I dropped out three times before I finished, but yeah. I finished. You finished that and nursing my, school. My bowling, my bowling class that I finally took. With Orton? With Orton 10 years later. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I needed one unit. Took my bowling class with Ellen Orton. I tell you what, sick of that guy, too. <laughs> Fucking most uninspired offseason ever is my NBA team. Fucking Timberwolves. That guy just sitting there tweeting about whatever uh, some guy for, for Team España is doing, who apparently the Wolves have the right to. He's like uh, Leonardo Barbosa. Great. Yeah, he's hopeful to be with the Wolves by 2024. Sammy fucking Sunshine up there. Hey, you see Barbosa tonight, the game against Team Italia? 11 points off the bench. Well, Fantastic. Lottie fucking da. Oh, my God. Pretty boy. Pretty boy. How many mosquitoes does Alan get bit with? Fucking living near 10,000 lakes. What's going on with him well, this summer? Well, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> that, does have to come into, that does have to come into the equation. Yeah, shit. I don't, I don't have a team worth of shit. The Vikes are... <laughs> the shit. Vikes... It's all COVID. I'm the Vikes suck. Because none of those assholes... Uh, why believe science, right? They're all listening to Tucker Carlson. Good, good for poor Mike Zimmer. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Hey, what? And they asked Mike Zimmer the other day after the Vikes got stomped. Hey, what'd you see out of the linebackers? Not much. <laughs> Did he drop the not much? Yes. That's great. Uh, the Wild suck. The Kings could be okay. The Wolves and Horton. Just skipping on down the yellow brick road. They're happy as hell. Because fucking D'Angelo is going to come back and play six fucking games. I don't know what my Marlins are doing with Geffner. Rich Waltz. What are those guys doing down there? Struggling. Yeah, JoJo. Yeah. What's he doing over there? Has he got anything going? (laughs) I'm not going to take a shot at JoJo. Poor JoJo. His Arizona Cardinals. He's already moved on to Cardinals. Yeah, has he? Well, considering he works for the pods, I hope he hasn't. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I hope he hasn't. Tell him to fix score. Yeah. Paul. Paul doing anything this week while Steve's on vacation? Steve's still on vacation? Yeah, I think so. today was his first official day on vacation. He said he turned Twitter off. That's what he <laughs> said. I'm turning Twitter off for a week is what he said. Yeah, you believe that? I have, No, I don't. I believe he's 100% looking, especially after when the Padres are playing. Yeah. Ow. Has nothing to do with the Padres. He wants to see if anybody's talking to him. Let's see how many people miss him. Yeah. Did you see Bo yell cannonball yesterday? Yeah, I did see that. God damn great. I did see that. That was cool. I'm glad he's having a good time with Gary. Does Gary know that he's turned his back on him? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> he's going to find out. It's going to be like uh, a Tim McGraw scene in Friday Night Lights. Gary's just, <laughs> Gary's just going to walk right out on the field and smack Steve. Just walk right out there. Just drives down the road, takes Steve's class ring, and just throws it in the bushes. <laughs> what do you do that for, Dad? That's my Jason Isbell fan club ring, Dad. Stop kicking the windows out, Gary. It's a rental. <laughs> hey, what's this say? Employee of the month, 94.9. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Hey! Just you turn in the middle of some dirt road, getting that back. I'll cry it, trying to dust off the frame. God damn it. Fuck. Don't do this, Gary. Don't do this. Well, Gary wouldn't do any of the things we did. <laughs> he sounds like what sounds like fucking Mark Wahlberg of Boogie Nights when the mom's yelling at him. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't do that. Why are you doing that? <laughs> What's this bullshit CD? The cranberries. Goddamn, no. Inside. <laughs> Poor Woods. He is not right now. Hannah's just going through all of his sheet music. Fire. Shh, shh, shh. Fire. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Hey, want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the person you need to talk to right now. So many people tell me privately, hey, is Dan really what you guys say he is? 100% Dan is the real deal. You need to talk to Dan. Unfortunately, so many people have had problems with debt. So many people need to get their finances in order. Dan is the guy to help you out. Don't sit there and go through another day of stress and feeling, what am I going to do? Dan will walk you through the process. He wants to get you out of debt. And if you haven't bought a home, if you're still renting, he wants to help you buy that first home. Why would you not call Dan? Very easy. His number is 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Don't forget, tomorrow is Tuesday. Two Minute Tuesdays with Dan Williams right there on YouTube. Check it out. Uh, couldn't be more thrilled by the job that Dan and his team did for us uh, going through a refi. Could not have made it more easier for us. Every step of the way, his team has checked in, given us, I, I told you a couple of weeks ago, the thing they sent that was so great was all the information to keep us off the spam uh, mail list and the phone call list. Dude, that's huge, man. I still get those calls for having my house on the market a few years ago. Uh, if you got 40 bucks, I'll forward you the email. Um, you want me to pay you 40? That's pretty much why I said if you have 40 <laughs> bucks. Dan and I don't do that shit for free. We work for a living. Um, but so good. And, and listen, one of the reasons why, uh, we were able to get such a great rate in our refi is because we've worked really hard to get our credit scores up. And if you need that, Dan can help you, uh, borrow smart, repay smart has been so, so good for us. It'll be incredibly good for you. And don't forget San Diego lending us. The charity bike ride is coming up. I always tell Dave, remind me about that. He goes, no, I'm not going to talk about that. I don't do things like that. I'm not interested in charity. I go, Dave, come on. Come on. And I said, here's the other thing. Going into the night, we're nice to Steve Woods. Uh, what show are you listening to? <laughs> he just sits over there and fucking smokes Carlton's all night. 
takes me down a rabbit hole I don't want to go down. So shit. So my apologies to the Woods family. <laughs> And my apologies to Dan Williams that Dave again refuses to acknowledge your charity bike ride, but I will. All the information at sandiegolending.us. Brian Curry is who you want to talk to when it comes to buying a home, selling a home. Right now, it is we have said a million times, it is very strange in this market. Brian Curry can walk you through this process as well. So many people are saying, I need to cash out. It's never going to be better. I have a plan. Then you realize you don't have a plan. Brian Curry is the guy you need to talk to again. Nobody will get you more for your home then Brian also no one can find you the perfect neighborhood to move to then Brian Curry his number 619-251-1588 619-251-1588 so many different challenges when you buy a house and it, it's those kind of things talking to a friend who just purchased a house over the weekend and they moved in just a couple of weeks ago I said hey how's it going you getting settled in my air conditioning doesn't work those are the kind of things that you have to have immediately <laughs> looked at, thought about, checked out, knowing that if we move in and we sign a 30-year loan, we're not going to be nine days into our house and the air conditioning is not going to work. Now, luckily, uh, this person is working on a resolution to it. But I always go, yeah, my resolution is I, I work with Brian Curry. And you should too, because it should be the coolest decision of your life, not one that continues to give you headaches. And boy, think about it, right? We all know that person that bought into a money pit because the real estate agent wasn't there to help them. They were just in it for their commission. No, you need the best on your side, and the best is always going to be Brian Curry. Taylor made pools, man, that perfect pool. Alan Taylor builds them all the time. He just posted one last week that was incredible. Again, what would a pool look like in your backyard? You know, you think about it, especially during these hot summer nights. Alan Taylor is standing by. More than 25 years in the business. Taylor made pools. Nobody does it better. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Every goddamn day we go out and you're like, oh, you know what? It was hot yesterday, but guess what? Oh, yeah, it's hotter today. No shit. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. And as San Diego opens back up, you got more and more people. I don't know what happened recently, but it feels like the more we open up, the more people feel the need to stand in your personal space. Yes. Back up. Sweaty? <laughs> What's going on? Don't like you at all. And so at the end of the day, right, the commute's starting to pick up. It's getting hotter out there. You need the perfect way to relax. I challenge you to tell me a better way than a beautiful tailor-made pool. Yeah, have it done. Dave, I love like you said, the grottos, because we've talked to friends and they're getting pools done. They didn't, they listened to the show or know of the show and didn't even know we had tailor-made pools. And look, the last thing I'm going to do is tell you made a bad decision. Wink, wink. But you did. You made a horseshit decision because your goddamn pool looks like the Thunderbird Motel in Minneapolis, <laughs> Minnesota with that bullshit buoy line brought across yeah. to let us know that Oh, that's the three-and-a-half-foot section, and right across the buoy. Don't go over there, Dave, because that goes all the way down to four feet. My God. Don't dive in over there, Dave. You'll fracture your neck. What an awful investment. The best <laughs> investment should be one of the gorgeous pools from TaylorMade Pools. Make sure you do what my friends didn't. Make the right call. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Kyle Flugers, who you want to call next when it comes to that website? Let's fix that website. Let's get more business to it. Let's start a brand new website if that's what you need. 
I hate to say this, but we talk about everything here, and we have to. I can't think of a better webmaster than Kyle Pfluger. And Dave, I hope he's with us for a long, long time. However, Flug's made a mistake, and that is he signed up for a fantasy football league with you and I, and guess what? We're in the kicking ass business. Flug's a guy from Chicago, right? Yeah. What's he going to do? Draft Andy Dalton? <laughs> hey, guess what, pal? Mike Tomazak's not walking through that fucking door. <laughs> and neither is Jerry Burns. Oh, wait, Jerry Burns coached the Vikes. He did. Neither I think is- it's Tomazak, not Tomazak, but okay. Him either. <laughs> yeah, who was Tomazak? I have no idea. He threw an extra vowel in there. Mike Tomzak. God damn, remember that guy? Yeah, he's not walking through the door. So, Flugs, I hope you stay with us. But Dave and I look at it. I think we play it twice each. And I, for me, Dave, I don't know. I feel like that's an easy 2-0. Jimmy Hughes <laughs> is another easy 2-0. So, right now, I feel like you and I are looking at 4-0 right like out it. of the blocks. Considering Lisa's in nine different leagues, we're going to get fucking schooled by her. But getting back on track, uh, if your website's not working, then you're not working and your team's not working. You got to make sure it does. Give Kyle a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. All right. Celebrity birthdays. Here we go. We're going August 16th. I have three of them for you. Okay. Um, Some big names. Big money, too. Here we go. We're going. The first one is Madonna. Madonna. I don't think she's as old as some people would say. I'm going to say 59. She's in her 60s. You want to try again? 64? <laughs> 63. Shit. Uh, 200 million. $850 million. Holy shit. How about that? Good for her. $850 million. Next one, one of your favorites, Steve Carell. Dude, when that idiot is pulling the plasma out, for yeah. the dinner party. Yeah, I told you, I watched it last night. It's so funny that you brought this up twice. We were watching the uh, Peacock Best of the Office yesterday. Yeah. When he was Santa and when he was with Jan. God, that guy's great. All right, sorry. Steve Carell, say 56. 59. 59. Uh, 80 million. Exactly right. Good for him. Here we go. James Cameron, who made most of his money through Titanic and Avatar. Did you say he's one of my favorites? No, I did not. I thought Steve Carell is one of your favorites. Yeah, Carell is for sure. Uh, James Cameron's going to be today. We're going to wish him a happy 74th birthday. 67. Well, I was way off. Remember he married the girl from Titan- um, excuse me, Terminator? Yeah. $500 million. $700 million. Wow. Yeah. She didn't age well, by the way. Hey. She didn't. Some do, some don't. Linda Hamilton? Yeah, Linda Hamilton did not I age she well. she beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Right out here in the parking lot. You think so? Yeah, I think she'd drop you. She'd have to drop her heater before she dropped me. Uh, She might. Man, she has not done well. All right, here we go. Five random questions. What do people do too much of? I like that. What do people do too much of? In this town? Overall, whatever you want. Whatever comes to mind. One thing came to my mind. Uh, Bad driving. Really? Bad drive. I was saying people look at their phone too often. Oh, that's a good one, too. That was yep. the one that came to my mind. Yep, that's a good one. I okay. like that. I'll defer to yours. That's a good one. <laughs> okay, here we go. Question two. What is harder for you, to tell someone that you love them or tell someone that you don't love them back? Oh, no. Uh, that would be much harder. Telling them you don't love them back. Right? Yeah, no. I. Uh, it's good, man. I, I grew up in a house where it was never really said. So my kids... 
it's said every day between me and my sons, my sons and their mom. And yeah. that that's important. You say it every day for multiple reasons, but they, they've known every day of their life that they're loved, which is important. You know, it's funny. My, my son's with my mother now, and he asked her that question. He asked her, did your parents tell you they loved you? And she said, no, but I knew it. She goes, did you ever tell my dad that you loved him? She goes, no, but he knew. Wow. And she said, why? And he said, because, you know, we say it all the time. You know, yeah. in this family, we say it all the time. We say it to friends now. You know, obviously, Josh yeah. says he says it all the time. I say it all the time, especially since since Jake passed. Yeah, I, of anyone who's been around, like you had a friend that was, for two friends very close to you that passed. But yep. we say it all the time. And so I, I thought it was funny that she uh, that she said that to him and then thought he was odd for even asking the question. Uh, speaking of Jake, on my Facebook memories today or yesterday, did it come up on yours? Uh, it's like the, the ALS when we were doing the ice bucket challenge. Yeah, I did. And he, uh, he, he completely whiffed on doing the, the bucket. He, I wish yeah. I was here. It was in this house. It was the old house. Yeah. No, I know. But yeah. he doesn't even go over your head. He no, he like missed shoulder. me. Yeah. He like missed me with that. Typical Dodger fan. It was cold enough. Fuck. Ah. There you go. All right. Actually, I Should realized. I Josh do it. <laughs> Josh. But it was great seeing him in Josh the video. Josh was here. He was in college at the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Question three. I know, actually, I only have four. I just realized, you know. All right. All right. Do you think any form of afterlife exists? Oh, I love that. Yes. And it, it, there's, there's just too many weird, weird signs that have happened for me. I don't know for everybody, but I've had too many weird things happen where, yeah, I do feel. I do too. I, I, before, I don't think I even cared. I used to figure if there wasn't afterlife, I wouldn't yeah. know. I'd be in the ground dead anyway. Wouldn't yeah. matter to me. But then I've had a lot of dreams recently where I'd say yes. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I had a, uh, I mean, with what happened Cinco de Mayo, I had too many people tell me that. There were a couple of weird things that happened after that. And then about a week, uh, no, that's probably three weeks ago. It also goes back to my friend Erica who took her own life. And there was just something where she was there, she was there, and it was like, it was, but it, it was going the wrong way. Like, it was just bringing me down and really bumming me out, and I, I couldn't shake it, I couldn't figure it out. And then um, this went for, like, a week, and it was like, fuck, you know, different things would trigger, and you, you'd see it. And then all of a sudden, uh, I got up, and you mentioned Facebook Memories, and it had been the anniversary of the day that I have that picture of her. She looks great. She's in a pink top, and she's with Jack and Cade. And it was like after that, everything changed. And it was like, it felt like, Dave, like she was tugging on my shirt to say, hey, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm watching over you. I'm doing this kind of thing. And so when it was, again, this is just for me. Yeah. But when it came up, like, oh, this is the anniversary. It's the anniversary of that day. Since that day, when I saw that picture, everything changed back to normal. But for, like, a week leading into it, there were so many signs that I didn't accept as that. I just felt like it was things to remind me she's gone when you need her in your life. And it sucks, right? Anybody that's dealt with suicide, you get it. Yeah. And it sucks, and you never get over it. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, fuck. That's weird. It was like she was saying, hey, I'm here. The anniversary yeah. is coming up. 
and I'm letting you know I'm watching over you, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I 100% believe in that now. I um, Before, I wasn't wasn't sure, but yeah, that's how I, that's so how I think. So let me to, ask you this. If yeah. you have that opportunity at some point to come back, <laughs> who are you going to watch over? It would be Josh. 100% oh, it's my kid. Yeah, I think that's your politically correct answer. I, I don't, you don't think he needs me around? I don't think he wants you around, uh, hence why he moved to Nashville. I think you'll still be hanging out like, hey, Nicole. You think I'll be bothering Nicole Eckert? Yeah, hey, I'm here. <laughs> hey, I'm going to go ahead and just make this candle waver. Did you notice it? And she just keeps fucking looking at her phone. God damn it, that hurt my hand. My fake hand. Nicole. Like in her ear. Do you hear this? Fuck. Should have gone to Lisa Ann. I had one choice. I had one chance. She blew it. You blew it. Do you not hear this? Fuck. Oh, my God. Or she'll figure it out and she'll think it's Corey Haim. Corey? No shit. Oh, my God. Corey? Fuck. You're right. Fuck. Sorry that I benched more than 40. (laughs) The Corey Haim thing would be really disappointing. Damn it. Corey Haim just taps you on the shoulder. Slide over, bro. Yeah. I'll take over from here. I'll take over here with that stupid grin. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Fucking, yeah. Fucking. <laughs> Damn it, Corham. You just ruined my night. Okay. All right, here we go. This question's interesting to me. What At what okay. age do you feel like you became an adult? Oh, I like that a lot. Um, uh, that's really funny. I think when I got married and had my kids. Really? 40. Really, at that point, you said it felt felt like an adult. That's funny. you know, man. Once your kids are born, you're like, you better figure you this shit out. You better get your out. shit together. Yeah. God, man. For me, it was 16 when I got my driver's license. I just felt different. You know, like I could go anywhere I wanted. But I, I was living on my own though. Yeah. I mean, I've been on my own since 15. So, but at 16, just felt different. But think of, think back to what our lives were like, right? Leading up into that, you're working. You got disposable income. It's fun. I had really very limited responsibilities. I could travel anytime I wanted yeah. do whatever the fuck I wanted. And then a uh, kid showed up, but, but it's, but you go, yeah, it's the best day of my life. Oh, that's funny. Oh that- wait, right there at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a great day. I do that all the time. Just teasing her. And that is, knows. that is funny. as hell. All right. That's it. That's all I had. I only had four, not five questions. Tonight. Uh, all right, that's it. We went long. We'll be back. Uh, I think we're back when, yeah, we'll have to be back Wednesday night. So we'll okay. see you then. All right. We'll be back Wednesday, everybody. Thanks.
maybe talk to Rob a couple of times. Too good at Back screen door, I laugh so hard I 